0: If you guys want to help me continue making great football index content then head over to my patreon patreon.com ncom forward slash f-i guide where you can support me and get access to great premium early access and exclusive content for as little as three quid a month cost of a pint wherever you live and there's some more expensive tiers as well if you fancy so go do check that out if you do enjoy my content Here's the legal stuff from Football Index. FI is a gambling product available to customers in certain territories aged 18 or over. The content of this podcast has not been approved by Football Index, but they do listen to the show to keep me on my toes. Please remember to only gamble what you can afford to lose. BeGambleAware.org and when the fun stops, stop. Welcome back to the ThinkCast Extra episode 54. As always, joined by Sporting Panda. How are you? I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the look. How are you, think I'm not too bad. That sounds quite uh, quite faint,
1: which is oh, great for the listeners. That's not very good for them. They left to listen to themselves. I was trying a different distance from the microphone. It's... Oh, it's Shawn Michaels. Um, you can't do anything to bump that up, can you, when I send it to you? I
0: you probably know. can if you give me the actual audio of the, okay. Of okay. the MP3. It's possible. It's not, possible. I'll stick it in in the background.
1: Um, so anyway, it's a bit faint for people. Apologies. But I'm all right. Yeah, here I am. Just saying to you, I'm quite hot today. I'm sweating as oh, well. we record this. I just need to calm down a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, um, I mean, look, before you calm down, yep. you probably got some footnotes from the last episode where, quite frankly, your pronunciation of footballers has come into yes. great, great scrutiny.
1: It, it has. And I have to say, there appears to be uh, a couple of charlatans popping up on the Football Index timeline telling me that I got um, a couple of names wrong. Yes. So what oh, what have you heard? I've me?
0: heard that I pronounced uh, Bruno Fernandes' name correctly. Bruno Fernandes.
1: That's better. Right. Than what you okay. did last
0: time. But last yes. time you didn't do it right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is <laughs> oh, even though... It's embarrassing when you set the game up and you think you've mastered five different dialects and tongues, but you come you've back. You've got a with... great track record of setting games up and getting the good I have, I have. I'm actually a better. I'm, I'm 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 sort of poor at being a games master and playing the game myself, but I'm very good at reacting. So if, I guess I'm trying to think of an example. Like you know, the game where you play the music and you've got to find a chair. Musical chairs. Yes. If I. <laughs> If I don't play the music, I'm lethal because I'm more on edge and my senses are more heightened. But if I'm playing the music, I get sloppy and I take it for granted. And right. I think that's what happened in the dialect game. Right, okay. But um, anyway, so Bruno Fernandes is wrong. Uh, Joshua Kimich was wrong as well. Yeah. Although Your, that was a bit Your better. Joshua so, Kimich. Yeah, so footnotes are um, my source of who I was relying on to coach me. Is clearly, um, I don't know, he's not trained or qualified. <laughs> clearly a charlatan yes exactly exactly so yep so that's a footnote i accept that what did you think of our format last week we've had some mixed responses 80 percent seemed positive but you know i I don't know really i mean dwight was a was a star wasn't he and i'm sure he's listening today and obviously he's messaged me this week saying how much he's looking forward to lockdown easing so he can get to the zoo and you know (laughs) because his present was two tickets to colchester zoo um but he was a star and people have been clamoring for him to come back Mm. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean a star in the making. Let's see where he his career goes. Yep. We aren't alone today. We are joined by, I guess, semi regular guest at this point, the man himself, uh, Mm. Fi Dunwell. Here
2: comes the money. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money,
1: money, 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 money.
2: money. How are we doing, guys? Very well, mate. Very well. How are you? Great to be back. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, giving the fans what they want, which is just uh, such a great feeling, you know. Um, I was on the Discord the other day on the Fig Discord, and people were saying to me, When's the, uh, when's the Panda and Dunwell all sports show going to be starting? Yeah. I mean, that's on, the, on your own Discord figure. It's so disrespectful, man, you know? isn't
0: it? So disgusting. <laughs> I can't We've so given them a taste you know, of what they're after. Uh, can you DM me after on, on who exactly that was? Oh, I've nice got a list kicking. of names. List, names, oh, list yeah, yeah. gonna be some people exiting the discord soon isn't it <laughs> oh, wow. H- how are you how have things been
2: yeah i'm well thanks i'm well i'm cold um but apart from that doing okay had a frozen pipe this morning um so not what a great mean? sort of well just one of the pipes is frozen in it so um mm. went to uh went to Wow, we had some uh, had some building work last year and the, the builder had to re uh, reroute some pipe work around the outside of the house for the grey water system. So uh, when to flush the toilets, none of them will flush because the pipe's frozen. So I rang the builder and his response to me was, don't worry, it'll be uh, be warming up this weekend. That was it. That was his solution. Oh, Didn't even say pipe. put
1: a jacket around. Them. Uh, oh, that's shocking. That I
0: know. This whole I know. time, I thought you said frozen pint. Well, that would be all
2: right,
1: wouldn't it? Yeah, but in the morning, you just, just lick it and lap at it. No, frozen <laughs> frozen pipes like plumbing pipes. Yeah, it yeah reminds, i I've, Do you know I've had a plumber around Dunwell recently. I've had a plumber over, um, electrician because we had um a leak on the level yeah. one. So there's a few. Well, there's three stories to the house, but on level two, a leaking shower. Uh, so we had and it was coming through the spotlight on the floor below. So I had a plumber over for that. Washing machine was playing up. Uh, I was having F eighteen flash up on my screen in front of me that was a problem and it just made me think oh, why don't they teach you this in school you know I'm so reliant on um I guess my workforce or my team of workers to, to come to fix things like if I need a mirror hanging I can't do that and just it annoys me really I mean they don't even teach you financial freedom in school do they I'm anything, the same
2: Why Why don't can't they do, do you that done
1: well I mean you're an you're an academic what well, well I say academic you're
2: a smart bloke but why don't they teach you these life skills in school Ah, uh, it's really poor, isn't it? I gave i I, uh, I i used to own three tools, and I've given two of them away. So I gave my drill away. Uh, <laughs> I gave my electric screwdriver away. All I've got left is a hammer, and I can't do anything with that. So ah. it's um it, awful, really. You're right. It's um it's a great frustration of mine, and uh, it's a soapbox you'll often uh, hear me standing on. Is that um, you come out of school not knowing anything, really, not anything useful, uh, really. All you need to know these days is how to use Excel and how to work out your credit card interest, And you can't do either of those things when you come out of the education no, system. No, no. I mean, in, in, in IT, I swear I used to...
1: There was... Um, I'm trying to think what it was. It was like a, a, a tortoise or... Tortoise? Tortoise? i getting mixed up between <laughs> the pronunciation there. But it wasn't a turquoise tortoise. But anyway, it was it was this little graphical creature. And I used to just make him do squares and turn at right angles like i don't know what it was i mean it wasn't excel typing it wasn't anything useful what just messing about on a about? computer <sighs> I, I can't even remember the program now we used to go to the it block log onto the computers and we'd have to move this turtle around the screen uh and program it like <laughs> turn 90 degrees i someone out uh, there will know what i'm talking about but
0: ah uh, got it so it was kind of like quote-unquote coding
1: i guess yes. you call it that. yes but everyone ended up just running around. The teacher couldn't control it, trying to get onto other things. Microsoft Paint, printing off loads of sheets of paper. You know what hoodlums are like at school. And I went to a very good school. But um, anyway, that, that's the bugbear of the week, really, school for me. Uh, because I've been reading a little bit around, um, what was I reading? Eight keys to financial order around, for example, under 25% of your take-home salary you want to spend on housing, under 10% on transport, Try and have no consumer debt. Have two months of expenses in a savings account, one month in your current account. Save ten percent for retirement. Save ten percent for medium term, which may be a house or a car purchase, and have a second source of income. So they are the eight keys of the uh, panda financial independence. Now you mention a football index in that. Well, that comes in the uh, that would come under second source of income, I believe. <laughs> yeah, although not at the moment. No. Indeed. <laughs> No. Uh, I'll tell you what, one more thing before we must move on, all right? I've just got a question for Dunwell here, because he is um, hes a sports freak, a bit like me. He knows quite a bit. And I want to put him on the spot here. Are you
2: willing to take this question on, Dunwell? I am, but uh, I can't okay. promise I'll get it right. Right.
1: Now, I asked 100 people to name the top eight most popular North American sports franchises not named after an animal. Oh. Now, if you can get six out of eight or above, you will win a star prize today. So, and you play along at home, people, press pause. So it's the eight most popular North American sports franchises, not named after an animal. Wow.
2: And this is NBA, MLB, yes. NFL. Yes. Uh, NHL well, as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah. North, yes. North American okay. Sports franchises.
2: Okay. All right. Well, let's start right. with, uh, let's, let's start with the best. Uh, the New England Patriots
1: yes they are there they are number three so that's one point
2: point. and popular so this, this is by, by fans yeah Like, uh, um, I
1: think it. I think you're looking at brand so you may okay. be thinking about the, success historical success um, okay. clothing that's you know just the brand
2: all right uh, the, Lakers. New the Lakers
0: are going to be there right oh, hang on whose question is this well, I don't oh. know I thought it was an open forum you've just no, said pause it for you Surprise. just said pause it
1: and play along Oh, right, sorry. I'm yeah, okay. Go you on. scribble your answers down, then fig, and I'll test you right. I tell you what, Donald gives me his answers, then fig, you can give me yours, and we'll see who wins. Right. So right. I'll go on then. So we've got the
2: Patriots. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say
1: go Yankees. Right. I can't now answer because fig is writing his down. So I'll I'll just make a note of who you're saying. Uh, let let okay. So number two, a pen and paper here. It's
2: a bit farcical, this fig, mate.
1: What did you say? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Yankees, Patriots,
2: um, Lakers, which is Fig's answer, but I was definitely on my list. Right, ah, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Right, okay. I wonder if the Golden State Warriors is there as well.
1: Okay, Warriors.
2: How many is that? That's five. I need three more, please. New York Knicks.
1: Okay, Knicks. Two more, if you can, or you can pass man. You know. It's only a bit of fun. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to give you the nasty experience of Boston Red Sox. Red Sox, okay. I think that's fair to say it's a good answer.
2: Uh, how many have I got left? Just one. You more. got one, one more to give. Oh, this is really, this is really testing me. Uh, really, I wanted, really I wanted
1: to get you on the back foot straight away.
2: Right, I'm going to stick with what I know, which is the NFL, and I'm going to say, just because of the size of the market they're in, Green, yep. Bay Pack- Green Bay Packers. Okay, fine. Okay, I've got your eight answers. Fig, are you ready for me to
1: read out the answers and you can mark your own script, or do you want to give your answers quickly? No,
0: go, go do, and do the marking. Like You, you read them out.
1: Okay, so, um, right, so we've got the top eight franchises here. We've got the Green Bay Packers, yep. we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers... Mm. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Dynasty in the seventies um, with Terry Bradshaw and others. Um, got the Patriots at number three, as people know. Got the Cowboys, who are actually the largest NFL team in terms of brand, very famous. The Dallas Cowboys at four. Then we've got the LA Dodgers in baseball, which surprised
2: oh, me. Fuck. But I mm. guess
1: they were formerly the Brooklyn, the Dodgers, Brooklyn Dodgers um, yeah. with Hank Aaron, I think. So I didn't know they were that big. But we've got the we've got the Dodgers. Got the Yankees at six, which surprises me. But the Yankees are in there, and then we've got two basketball teams. We've got the Lakers and the, Celtic. the Celtics. Yeah. Oh with um with Larry Bird. Yeah. So unfortunately you didn't win the Star Prize done well. You got Yankees, Patriots, Lakers, Cowboys, and Packers. You got five out of eight, which is not bad going, but you needed six to pass. Oh,
2: it's gonna haunt, haunt me that.
1: How many did you get, Fig?
0: I I had the Giants, Golden State Warriors, and New York Knicks. So I got five good answers. Yeah, I'm
1: surprised. I think the Warriors are just a a fraction too recent.
0: Yeah, too recent. Mm, The Celtics, the Celtics should be near the top of that though, because they basically dominated basketball for the like when it first started, and then with Larry Bird again. So they should be they should be quite high up on that. Yes,
1: yeah. I think the NFL teams make sense, but the others maybe a little bit contentious. I think the Red Sox should be in there, but.
0: Boston's a like massive again, sports Again, my, my, the only real knowledge I have is of NBA, so I was shooting yeah. in the dark. The what NFL. about
1: both of you? Just say a name out loud. I probably I'll move on Football next in a second. If I said to you, and there wasn't any hockey teams in there, but can you name one hockey brand or one team, who would come to mind out of interest? <laughs> so... If-
2: las vegas golden knights really uh, uh, yeah i think they're the newest though i think that's why and it's just um that's interesting and we were there a couple of years ago and i just remember like all the sort of fanfare around it so um that's why it's at the front of my mind for nhl Mm. Mm. what you think
0: i don't know i the one that jumps to mind is the one that the fucking the croaks at the Crowinks? The Crowinks own that I used to know the name of but I forgot it
1: now. Oh, do they own the San Jose Earthquake? No. Oh no. Oh God. No, I sure do know it. who you'd yeah. be. I'd think of Pittsburgh Penguins probably or the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're quite old school. But anyway, um, we must move on. So that's a little bit of amusement. People can skip that if they like.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, it's
1: good pub knowledge though. That Colorado Avalanche. That's oh, that's a bit, it. That's, that's bit, it. That's it early, that's yeah. It, that's,
0: that's, that's the one. Yeah. 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 That's the one yeah. that kind of is in my mind but can yeah. get the name Right, good. Football index type time, right? Yes. Uh, before we actually talk about FI, there was a, I guess, quasi-competitor or a uh, challenger gambling brand in the space who have had another very interesting announcement. Well, last time you subbed in for Panda, we actually talked about Sportstack removing their career uh, career bet type thing. And now they have decided to shutter their match day uh product as well what are your thoughts on that
2: well my first thought is i'm glad no one's lost any money um because i know it was a small product but had a sort of popular niche as well and from what i understand anyone who's playing either of those two markets won't have been out of pocket as a result of the product being closed and i'm just really pleased to see that's the case um I do think it raises some fundamental questions for a slightly uncomfortable football index um so is it um is it bad for the kind of the the product space of the sort of challenger brand for um alternative football um betting or sports betting so um that's something i'm sure we'll get into and i guess at heart my i sus- i suspect Sports Sportstack just did not have the critical mass to be viable. Um, and it really rams home something that we know to be true in this area, which is you need to have a good number of active users to actually make these things work. Like, And it's something I think we're acutely aware of for Football Index at the moment. Um, and I just don't think Sportstack ever managed to get big enough to be able to be viable. I don't know what you what you guys think.
0: I was waiting for Panda to take it there. Um, oh, fine. <laughs> we're so
1: relaxed with each other. I was just literally looking at the screen here, just sort of contemplating life. But sorry, I, I, should, have, I should have taken that, really. Um, <laughs> the, the issue for me is there was quite a few screenshots going around that wasn't there. And there were a few success stories with Sports Stack, um, And it had a fairly neat concept and idea. But there was no market. There was no ability for anyone like me to place a bet. I mean a lot of the screenshots i saw were for Fiverr, for a tenor win. Um, i think they had an exclusive market maker in the form of star lizard although that hasn't been proven but that's what i'm led to believe from sources and you know there wasn't a lot of money there ultimately to to place and that just limits the fun for me i was waiting for it to grow and to build that that liquid that liquid market up which obviously that's a, a, a liquidity is a I don't know, it's a bugbear of all of us at the moment. We seem to always talk about it. But yeah, I just don't think it ever got going. It it never really got out of first gear for me. And then they had the final throw of the dice with the career markets, which was all very bizarre because fairly swiftly after, they seemed to be clamped down on by the UKGI or uh, the Gambling Commission. Um, And they had to remove that. And I think that was a desperate attempt. The the lines and the prices the, the players were very sharp to say the least and um, people weren't too interested in them and if you would have had a player transfer out of the league you could have been looking at severe downside. so for, for people that were former Goldman traders and, and clearly extremely intellectual and smart sadly it's another failed gambling company and there have been many of these um, uh, I, I can't say it's a massive surprise um, but you know the main thing is people got out of there unscathed and um, it, it yeah, not too much damage seemed to be done. I think the products
0: themselves were, the the match day one seemed to be a a really good niche. But as you mentioned, Panda, if you can't get critical mass, then your upside or downside is is really, really limited. And I guess what Football Index gives you or Betfair or Smartets give you is that you can place big stakes, which is what, uh, essentially you do need, as a gambling company, you need Wales to come in and, and really use a lot of money. Yeah, whereas,
1: yeah, yeah, you see, cause, uh, sorry to jump in there. But I was just going to say, oh, it, it did look extremely easy from afar. Now, there was an example recently on Sportstack where I think James Milner hobbled off with a hamstring one game and they'd set the line at a fairly high the next game. And he, he, I don't think he was quite right or quite fit and quite easy money to be made there. Like The lines felt very loose and square. Mm. Um and I thought that was a bit of a loss leading tactic, i.e., to get winning customers in and get that yeah. feel for the platform, learn how to navigate it. And then they'd increase the limits. But they just never got going, as we say.
0: Mm, mm, yeah. And uh Yeah, it's I think the I think the career ones, we, we talked a lot about it with uh Dunwell. I think when it yeah, yeah. first came out, <laughs> you didn't listen, clearly. Um <laughs> <laughs> When it first came out, it was kind of the glitz and glamour, but when you look at the fundamentals, the actual proposition, it just was quite weak. Like it just wasn't a strong idea. The match day one, I think, was a better idea and one that if you could have big stakes on it, then you're talking about something that could be a not a competitor a bet- fair exchange, but perhaps a derivative where people feel that they have better knowledge of players rather than teams, right? Um when you have something like uh, the career market come after the match day, where it was like you have these big 24 hour or, or 90 minute bets that you can win either side, let's say 20 30%, mm. but you can win 20 or 30% across a career, it just felt a bit off in terms of the yeah, value proposition. Yeah. There,
1: I, I'm surprised they never got the stakes up bigger. Like, I am shocked at that because. Initially, I thought maybe they're leaving themselves vulnerable. Um, you know, if you're, if you're managing, I don't know, two or three hundred Premier League players on a Saturday and monitoring those lines, you need quite a big in-house trading team to keep on top of it um, versus just doing 10 Premier League matches. But they, they should have had the expertise and the data um, and the ability to do that. So, as I say, yeah, it never really just got going.
2: What do you guys think about whether this is good news for Football Index or not? Because I, I, I'm really torn off this, you know?
0: I don't think it's particularly good news. I think it's good news in the sense that it shows how well Football Index have done to this point, And it shows how tough it is to actually build up a startup, even if you have great backers and um kind of a, a very i guess glamorous background if that's that's what you want to call it like a kind of a big name background uh, rather than someone like i don't know for example adam uh mike kieran have all come from kind of i guess smaller betting companies or or small ventures themselves um i think the net negative is that like it's not necessarily a rising tide that lifts all boats but If Football Index were the trailblazer and became really successful, it's inevitable that competitors would come or people would look more at the space. And I think that the fact that not that many people have looked at the space is uh, not necessarily a positive, if that makes sense. So I don't see it why if one of those companies shuts up shop, it's, it's
2: necessarily a good thing. And I'd the like, users might on, migrate, right? I, mean, so, and the, the, I guess the, on the positive side of the ledger, there's the opportunity that those who were really enjoying sports Stack and the different angle it gave to betting on football take their money to football sure, index, whether sure. they're new users or uh, yeah, returning I, users.
1: I, I, think it's, I think it's all positive. I mean, I don't, I, I don't really know how much of a link it is, but I only look at the Twitter microcosm of, of this community that we, we deal with that use the hashtag. Um, and... There is clearly transferal and leakage of money between it seems like the the, the type of people that discuss crypto, um, alternative betting markets, and money is finite in that community. So if it's in sports stack, it's not in football index. So in that sense, mm. it does have a positive impact, doesn't it? If the money comes back. But that's a big if. I mean, I wouldn't advise people to put it back necessarily at the moment.
0: But aren't, aren't Panda, aren't people finding money for fucking anything these days, right?
2: Well, that's
1: it. Have you heard? Yeah, we were saying, weren't we?
0: About... I mean, th- this is the next bit that I want to talk about, the kind of macro yeah. viewpoint of the world right now. You've got fucking people chucking hundreds, thousands of pounds into penny stocks or into random stocks like GameStop or whatever. Yeah, yeah you've, you've got, got people... cannabis
1: ETFs. You've
0: got cannabis ETFs. You've got fucking... <laughs> You've got people buying Beyond Meat shares that are going up like 30%. Yeah, you've got people
1: buying NBA archive footage. You've got people queuing up,
0: 25,000 people queuing up to buy a fucking GIF for $99 in a platform that you can't withdraw in. It's unbelievable. Internet
1: money. You've got trading cards in the US, which have always been big, uh, are now going... For huge prices, I follow an account Darren rovell and he reveals how much different trading cards have been going for uh, over the last few days. There was digital cats a little while ago, underpinned by crypto. Yeah, crypto kitties, thousands
2: of pounds, weren't there? Hundreds of thousands. Isn't this just like it? isn't, Isn't this the really bizarre sort of dichotomy of the COVID world that we're in, where one section of society are being absolutely hammered by the fact that. They kind of they can't go to work, or you know they're really they're unwell, so whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you've got another section which you know, I'll be really kind of frank. I'm in, which is where like I've still got a job, I've still got my income, and yet my. Day to day living expenses have dropped massively because I'm not travelling to work anymore. I mean, anyone who goes to London, like from the home counties, is paying five or six hundred pound a month on a train ticket. If you've got a kid in childcare, that's a thousand pounds a month. Well, that's close at the moment. Eating out, you can't do. You can't go to the pub. That's a couple of hundred quid a month. I mean, genuine. Quite quickly, there are people who are sort of you know two thousand quid a month better off than they were before. Yeah, and that money is going to go somewhere, right? People yeah. are slinging it everywhere across the internet. Well, there's no point uh, saving
0: it. Interest rates are low. Yeah. I I was just literally about to say, interest rates are low. And I think what the kind of GameStop saga and crypto kind of uh, going up again has done has made people realize that they can do stuff with their money, like, and try and make more money with that money. And of course, like, all of these things are risky. But I think because oh, the generations were told that risk is bad and newer generations, millennials, Gen Gen Z, whatever, are kind of learning that risk can be good if used properly means that people are much more willing to leverage their money in things that older generations weren't and this isn't like an ageist thing this is just like genuinely how Sounds i good. see this lights lines- <laughs> this <laughs> landscape evolving though but like yeah. it's, it's the perfect it's the perfect uh storm it, right isn't it, it Like it, it's also these the, things.
1: Uh, yeah i think crypto is the anti-establishment vote a little bit as well but the, the the thing for me is i've always said this about football index you needed social media i think for this to take off yeah, I don't know if it would have taken off twenty years ago without the power of social media. And although yeah. it's it's toxic now, and it's maybe not helping to get off the ground, the way ideas now can spread, and you know, Elon Musk can put out a Dogecoin tweet or a little a gif, and it can pop up seven percent off one tweet. It reminds me a little bit of the football index, you know, the pumping and dumping aspect <laughs> of it. Um, and you know, Tesla bought crypto last last month, I think, didn't they? Bitcoin, but yeah, social media is allowing this and news to spread so quickly and rapidly. And so, that was the snowball effect with FI.
0: L- let me spin this question then to, to you both. Like, Do you then view this as a positive? Because if Football index get their act together and if the market does turn, sentiment-wise, mm. then it can rise ex- incredibly quickly because there is clearly money out there that
2: wants to do something with it. Yeah,
1: yes. I, I, go on, Dunwell.
2: Yeah, so I agree this is, this is the perfect, I can't remember I'm saying this given like the state of the world, but this is actually the perfect set of conditions for football index to flourish, but in the state, the product currently is in, it's not going to. Mm. And my big fear would be if that money finds a home somewhere else and people like what they're doing somewhere else, it'd be very, very difficult to wrestle it back to football index. I don't know what you think, Panda.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, well, this whole COVID. Episode. I mean, some people are leaning on that as being um, oh, it, it causing problems for Football Index, and that's where the issue started. But a lot of people, and I listened to Dunwell's first episode where, where I just fell in love with the guy, but he was saying he arrived back into Football Index or joined it after seeing how they navigated COVID. And without it sinking. And it was like, wow, this has gone from strength to strength in lockdown. So I do think the ingredients are there for big growth. I and think say, the people COVID excuse home.
0: is a bad one.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I think disposable income's there. People are at home. People are like, gambling more. People are spending more, looking for more opportunities. Um, they've got more spare time. Even in a work day, I bet you people browse the internet more without sitting in a bank of desks I bet there's a yeah. little bit less productivity at home just naturally so people are looking for these opportunities and um, live
2: football there's live football on all the time yeah like, it's staggered it's it's, it's incredible it's yeah. incredible if so it's, it's not hard. live football yeah. I can't yeah. work out what's yeah.
1: going on so I've said that I think right now is, is a golden opportunity, but the platform isn't right and it's not ready to accept that money yet. Mm. But I don't think it's running out quite yet that period. I still think we've got those, I keep mentioning, it, the two international tournaments um, this summer, if it goes ahead and the back end of 2022 Qatar World Cup. So we have still got another year and a half um, to absorb this money and I think anything to do with football is going to be dynamite in the next couple of years. But it's whether they can get their house in order um to accept these new customers. One other big concern I've got when we're t- 'cause we're talking about macro problems now and external factors, if we step away, I, I do think the Gambling Act, who I n- I know um a big fan of his, is it Ginge Dex? Yes, uh, Gingdex, yeah, hey, did Dex. Yeah. Did he reference this on your yes, pod? Yes he did, yeah. He's a yeah. lawyer. Um, and for people that don't know um the, the last gambling act was out in 2005. Um, the next one was due to be 2021, but I think Brexit and COVID have delayed that somewhat. So it looks to be, it might be passed this year or next year, but there have been some changes and regulatory pressures being applied in the background um, because the act previously isn't fit for purpose now with an industry worth, I think close to 15 billion pounds uh, in terms of online gambling. So it does need to be a lot more robust and, why I mentioned that in terms of Football Index is because I think we've seen it through enhanced due diligence. All of my friends, including myself, in terms of other online bookmakers and betting exchanges, have been very cumbersome and very intrusive in terms of their checks. And it hasn't been handled well. So it's not just us Football Index customers. It's happening everywhere. And I think it limits the amount of money you can deposit into these platforms. and Football Without getting Index, a check. Sorry, yes, you need to be able to demonstrate an ability to to show um you know sustainable losses or sustainable gambling. It's part of the responsible gambling act uh which sits under the, the the gambling act larger piece um but you know, compare that to a few years ago when i won't name names, but certain people on your podcast were referencing taking out debt to put it into football index um, I mean positive money they yeah. maybe cannot afford um that was. There was stuff going around. I mean, from from April or
0: before, you could use a credit card, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: on on Betfair, William Hill, Bet365, you could deposit with a credit card. That's now not allowed. So it is a problem in terms of a platform where you do need large deposits, I believe, um, to get the market cap up. So that's just something to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, I I do wonder how. I've waffled a bit there, but I think. No, I I think it's really. Do you agree with that,
1: that gambling act stuff,
0: both of you? I'm, I'm not going to cause a problem. I, I think or that it S, is. I think regulation causes problems for any kind mm. of innovative spaces. So I wouldn't be surprised if FI, and I, I think to some extent have already run into those, not barriers, but like I, I call it friction. Maybe that's the right word. Like for you as a big customer panda to be constantly barraged on a, on a quarterly basis to make sure that your income is still the same they have to tick those boxes but for you as a customer you might just sit there just be like on one day it might be a bad day for you and you might be like fucking Mm. hell these pricks want more information from me and if you're doing that on like four or five yeah. different sites it might yeah i don't know yeah. it just i think it just increases friction from customer to company. well
1: I know, and i know as well i feel awfully bad for people that self-employed or have businesses because that's a lot tougher to pass and they yeah. can be quite yeah, yeah. what evidence they ask for i think if you're employed with a job and a p60 i don't yeah. actually know what the terms are because i haven't had one for ages but you know i'm like yeah is it p60 year-end form tax form yes. anyway you you can demonstrate an income far quicker than if you're self-employed. Yeah. So, I just think it's part of this. It's like not a perfect storm, but that is one of the issues that we face as well.
0: Mm. Regulators mm. going to regulate.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like Nate G. Is that the song? Regulate.
2: Yeah. it is. It is. Warren, that is fantastic. On. Urban knowledge. That. Yeah. <laughs> of knowledge. Got, just really off good. the
1: bat. Just bang. <laughs> tip of the tongue. Regulate. <laughs> Nate G. Six. And Warren. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. Chris Barclay like that. He sent me his urban playlist recently. Did he? Wow. Yeah.
0: He's been slacking me off a little bit on Twitter, fair play. Um, uh, I want to talk about Phil Foden. I want yep. to talk a little bit about football because a polarising player on the platform, we're going to talk about F five for real this time. Panda, you named him as one of your top 10 bets forever. I did. On your Panda 10. I did. Has that? Has he moved up those rankings since I then? I think
1: I had him. Let me check my pinned tweets. Uh, let me see where he was. He was second. So he... No, I, I can't move can't him, him above. above purely because I think he's going to spend his career playing at Manchester City and they are a bit of a media black hole, whether we like it or not. And, you know, if Pep goes, I think their ability, their output on the pitch drops off. And I don't think they're big enough that if they're bad, they have controversial headlines written about them. Like Manchester United is so large, even since Fergie left, they've still had the most coverage because it's... Yeah. It's the rebuild of United. It's them in disarray. It's the story, isn't they it? just still, yeah, exactly. Um, but there's no doubt, Phil Foden is just. I would dare say, on a and this is interesting. Get your two opinion. Potentially on a par with Jaden Sancho in terms of levels, oh, talent wise. I think talent wise, yeah. I mean, you look at the numbers this year, right? They've played. Over 1,000 minutes each. One in the Bundesliga, one in the Premier League. And you may argue the Premier League is a tougher league. That's up for debate. And Sancho hasn't had a great season. So take these with a pinch of salt. This is just this year. But key passes per 90. um, Sancho's at 2.9. Foden, 2.02. XG per 90. Sancho, 0.24. Foden, 0.34. So Foden ahead of him. Um, Expected assists per 90 this year. Sancho 0.32, Foden 0.31. So they're showing similar creative output, but Foden's got more of a goal for it, um, which is damn impressive.
2: Mm. I I find this absolutely uh, fascinating because... Bill Foden, there is no doubting his ability at all. I mean, just look at the way he plays. His movement's fantastic. He's technically gifted. The stats, as Panda's just kind of shared, absolutely backs up. So you've got the eye test and the numbers that like, come together, which really is kind of mm. perfect in, in many ways. And he's a big game player. He, he turns up in games mm-hmm. against big opposition. And yet...
0: 17 goals got... and assists in 13 appearances, I think, against the big six, not the top six currently, but the big six. Wow,
2: wow. I mean, that's just incredible, right? And yet... He's got very little media kind of coverage or presence. Yeah, you've got the risk of rotation at Man City, mm. and oh, I don't know how to put this like kindly. So I don't mean it's. I don't. Oh, this is not meant really to disrespecting the guy, but he's not a big personality. If you know what I mean. So like mm. some some sports people have these really they've got these big personalities and they create big brands around themselves. Yeah, this is clearly one of the most talented English footballers for a generation mm. inside a tournament year, and yet. The amount of hype, for want of a better word, is actually quite low about him. And I just find that a really unusual situation.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I try and think about that media black hole and I'm like, is it at some point going to change? Like, how long will it take Man City to get like a uh, an online footprint?
1: It's a good question world? because United go back to the George Best days, don't they? Yeah. And the Munich air disaster and Bobby Charlton and um, you know D- Duncan oh Edwards. Duncan Edwards, yes. Um and, and it's, it's it's decades old, isn't it? Whereas yeah. Manchester City, yes, they've had some famous players and some periods of success in the past, but they don't have that that legacy and that like we're talking about North American brands. I mean, City just aren't there yet. Yeah. I don't even think Chelsea are there yet. And Roman no. come in what a decade before. No. The um, the owners of City Yeah,
0: I do think Chelsea have a bigger pool. I do think Chelsea have a bigger pool. From a media standpoint, they have a bigger pool than City. They're they're London based. Mm. Um, There's there's a lot more storylines there. I guess you've got a very happy trick trigger happy manager, uh, not manager owner. So I think there's a lot more to write
2: about. But but I just
1: think I, I do think it's nuts though because, as Dunwell said, this is a tournament year for one of the most talented English players of a long time. And City are probably going to win the league. They're in the latter stage of the Champions League. He's playing incredibly well. They've got Pep, who is the, the world's most renowned coach. The spotlight should be on that club. Yeah, But on yeah. Champions League nights, they still are only half full. You know, mm. b- before COVID, obviously. They, don't, they just haven't got a huge, desirable fan base. And he's, and he's born and bred, right? That's another thing.
0: He's not so. like a... He's, mm. Yeah, he's, he's called the Stockport Iniesta or whatever. That's what they call but, him, right? Oh, yeah, that, they do, yeah. But, but, but you mean, know that, what I mean? He's not He's not like a Fabregas that's come from Barcelona. No, no, no. He's born, bred but, in Manchester, was born yeah. and played on the streets of Manchester and hasn't. he hasn't got the, the, the media pool still.
1: No. That, that turn of pace the other day against Liverpool. Oh, he goes wonderful. through and just takes it Like He's got such composure in the final third. Um, I think there was 20
0: minutes or, or 15 minutes maybe before Robertson came off where... I've never seen him get shredded like that in my life.
1: No, it was, no, it was incredible. It
0: was him and Cancelo overlapping, it was just.
1: Uh, Do uh, you both think, right, Dunwell and um, Fig, Sancho and Foden will be in the world's top 10 footballers at some stage in their career?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dunwell? Yes, I think so. I think so. I think they're both old enough now that we can start to be more mm, confident that uh, where they're going to end up. So, yes, yeah, I'll say yes. Yeah.
1: I, I really do. Because I look at someone like Rashford, who I think is a, f- a fabulous footballer. And this is where sometimes the meat like you, you, you're either one extreme or the other. And just because someone isn't going to be a world's top 10 footballer, isn't a slight on them really. You know, no, that's just such, do. just, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I've never looked at Rashford as getting to that level. Um, top 10 global footballer. But I do think in Sancho and Foden, we have two that can reach that. Hmm.
0: I, I think the other thing that I want to talk about is like Guardiola was actually quite maligned for the way he's handled him, which is really interesting because city fans have been like crying out for him since he was been seventeen to like play more and I do think that coaches now i think you saw Arteta the other day when they when Arsenal lost to Southampton away in the cup where he just said to the he said to the cameras he's like I will not be responsible for the downfall of these young players like I will not burn them out we've seen that so many times in the past haven't we like even look at Wayne Rooney like he's done by the time he's 30 right Right, yeah I I used to be a
1: subscriber to that theory because I'd look at players in my, my favorite players in my heyday were Figo Zidane and Rivaldo, yeah. and I think they all started to mature and reach peak levels about 23 24. Yeah, whereas players like Mike owen um, Patrick Cliver, although he had a car crash, um, there's others that burst through at 17 or 18 that didn't have the durability, but even um, um, so. Fabregas, I thought that's were...
0: right, like he won the league with Chelsea, at, yeah, uh, yeah, and He's I thought he a little that, bit
1: better, yeah, Fernando Torres. Torres, um, so but i think messi and ronaldo have kind of <laughs> pissed all over that <laughs> and but maybe like, yeah, brian giggs is another one as well <laughs> those he's are still the only easy two, isn't
2: it is the reason that Pep gets some stick for this, though, the fact that his words and his actions are so divergent? So, for three years, he's come out after every kind of League Cup game or any press conference he's asked about Phil Foden, he'll sit there straight faced and say, Oh, <laughs> Phil Foden's one of the best players in the world, or Phil Foden's the, one of like, the best, best players player I've ever at, at the yeah, club. He's at the best, best player I've ever coached. Exactly. Yeah. So, he'll come out with this rhetoric, and then you, no one sees hide nor hair at Phil Foden on a football pitch for you know three or four months. And I just I think that might be why you get this kind of slight issue between Pep and, and Foden. I don't know. I don't know if you guys think that's right or not, but that's always struck me as a slightly unusual situation. Yeah.
0: I also, but I, I look at kind of around the around the league, right? And I, as an Arsenal fan, I kind of worry about Saka because he's played so many minutes already. If you look at the way like Greenwood's been handled, for example, quite in and out the side And I think ideally, if you're a coach and you say to them, like, how do you want to develop a 19 year old that isn't Messi or Ronaldo or, uh, Ronaldo nine or Ronaldinho level of player? How do you want to develop them? And they'd probably say, like, I want to ease them in. I want to play them in cup games. I want to play them in the Europa League and I want to play them off the bench and then try and, you know, maybe they get a run of games of eight or nine when someone gets injured and then they come back out and then they come back in and keep them hungry. It's. I don't know. Like you're always in between a rock and a hard place, aren't you, as a manager? Because you want to play them because they're really good, but you also want to think about the longer term, especially if you're the the manager or the or the or the long term coach. But um, Phil Foden, fantastic player, I think. You know, uh, looking more and more likely to be kind of a consistent mainstay in the top ten on FI for for a while to come, isn't he? Yep, indeed. I want to talk quickly, really quickly, about Dortmund because it it looks like every week that goes by there's a chance that they might not make the top four. And there was some really interesting chat in the discord about whether or not Erling Haaland could leave at the same time as Jaden Sancho. me and you Panda have had this debate quite a lot. I've been a bit more, he could leave and I'm starting to lead more that way. If yeah. they don't make the top four, the reason being is you and I both know he has a release clause that is activated in the beginning of 2022. So in January, 2022, which is crazily only a year away now. Um, this summer if they don't make the champions league this will be dortmund's only ever chance to get more than what is it the 75 million
1: euros that his release clause is for him yeah but it, it, i don't think there's any chance to be honest um, none. none no i think Mino O'Reilly uses the year to so to, that's, to that's plot the other for him and gets the biggest cut of commission that's the other thing It's the end of next year
0: but that's the other thing aren't fifa trying to clamp down on agent fees
1: Yeah, but will it be done in time in the next three, four months with COVID and everything going on in the Euros? I
2: can't say, to be honest. Maybe. I'm not quite as bearish as Panda on this. I think Mm. that there might be a more chance of it happening. And I say that purely because of the Dortmund financial situation. And maybe it's true of most of the big clubs in Europe. They've all got a financial situation they're trying to deal with. But for the Bundesliga which is not an enormous TV contracts market in the same way that the Premier League is, it doesn't get the same international rights the Premier League does. Actually, there's a greater reliance proportionately on gates. And you know, in Dortmund, sell a lot of tickets or it at lower prices than we do. But... Like tourist you know, big, attraction as well. Absolutely. Big gates, a lot of people going around for the games. Um, and of course, Champions League revenue as well. If they can't rely on those things into the rest of 2021, 2022 they might have to start thinking about disposing of some assets in a way that perhaps some other clubs won't need to. I don't know. I'm not an expert on sort of German football finances, but <laughs> instinctively it feels like they might not have a choice.
0: I, I'm looking forward to Swiss Rambles next uh, showcase. On They time.
1: reported a loss last year and still didn't sell Show. You know, you can have a book loss, can't you, in your accounts for a year? it doesn't mean the company are insolvent i mean they can absorb that and they know they're getting the fee anyway a year after um and also you know you need someone to pay it as well you know you need someone to pay quite substantially over that buyout fee to make i
0: it. i i don't buy that though come on like city paid 70 million for ruben diaz in, in the middle of a pandemic arsenal paid fucking 50 million euros for thomas party there's money out there i'm not having that i'm sorry we shall see i am not saying he will go i think the Sure, chance- well, you are
1: and that it looks not. like a very good bet. I mean, <laughs> that both looks like... No, no, hold you know, on, hold Pandivers- on. <laughs> I'm telling you no chance, because I know how these free transfers work with agents, but you're both going against me. So the proof will be in the pudding.
0: The proof will be in the pudding, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Mason
1: Holgate and Tamori. Uh, well, it's not, it's too early to call that one yet. Yeah?
0: Well, probably, but I know who's winning. Anyway, look, let's uh, <laughs> let's get on to some questions, shall we?
1: yes indeed let's because this is the fun part right. so i actually had a few responses
0: to my tweet which was literally just like get them in just the fig pool um so i'll read off there and i will also read from the discord as well done well are we going to be asking the questions or are you going to pick some out as well
2: i could pick some out as well I don't mind. yeah get to my them. twitter wow.
1: page and just uh, bring up my Pin tweet. No, might not my most recent one. All we right. We'll take turns together.
0: I've got one here from Greal's 35, Martin Grealia from the Fig Discord. All three of yep. you, what and when was your last trade, buy or sell?
1: <sighs> Crikey. Um, I've not done a lot, really. Uh, it's scratching around here. Um, flirted with Ozan Quebec as a, as a long-term proposition. Um... But I've been very quiet, I'm afraid. I mean, this isn't because I don't think you can trade, but you know, there's many ways to play this platform. And let's say someone like Neymar is going to oscillate between 4 and £7. Pounds. I think people know by now I'm more of a passive trader. So I'll accept that there's going to be fluctuations in his price, not try and trade in and out of that. But I'll pin a projected dividend income or yield to that uh, price and I'll reassess things in a year or two. On a good performance, I may recycle the shares, but I'm not active. So to be honest, no, that... I'm letting things settle before I make trades. So I haven't been active on that is the
2: answer. Done well? Yeah, I um I made a trade this week. It's quite unusual because I've not been very active either. Um I sold a thousand shares in Pedro Neto. Um wow. yeah, uh about six days ago maybe. Whenever Wolves played last and he played really well. Um and uh, yeah, good, uh, nice little profit on that, um, about uh, 40p a share profit. So yeah, pretty, feeling really pleased with that. It's the first profitable trade I've made in <laughs> for a very, very long time. That's the key now. I
1: used to say this when I first was on the podcast with Don ages ago, when I used to write my trades down in Excel, I used to always write a target price or an exit price. And I remember discussing with you, I got greedy once on Sergio Ramos and lo and behold, I think he got a red card or injured and I missed it. By trying to hang on for an extra period of time i would like it's so important now in the current market climate to time those exits well because only one person gets the top and one person gets the bottom and you just need to be in the middle of that don't you to collect the trade and i think that netto example i don't know the the ins and outs of it but selling is it's 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 such a key skill and in
0: a really a liquid market the top and the bottom are much smaller aren't they if that makes sense to you you mean it can like f- be less less to, more
1: fickle? Yeah, there's yes, less it can to
0: take at the top, and there's uh, it's harder to get the bottom because it only takes a bit of three hundred to, to to form that base.
1: Yes, and you can just have one guy flip flicking a three hundred into the sale queue, and that will spook the price and yeah. generally bring it down. So it can turn on a sixpence, you know, incredibly quickly. Yeah, your turn uh should be a crack at this from fi headhunter <laughs> two of the brightest minds in the fi community and fig uh indeed i agree <laughs> with that my question for panda and dunwell so just the two of us here right. What the right? if fig was to appear on any well-known tv game show <laughs> what <laughs> would he do best on now i've got an answer that instantly comes to mind but what about i can see if dunwell's got anything up his sleeve here
2: it's really <laughs> awful i mean i i even though I count Fig as a as a close friend now, well, the first thing that came to mind was to show that he would do the worst on, uh, which isn't the question. But I just I just I'd love to see Fig on the Wheel of Fortune, um, trying to get some of these uh, English idioms which he seems to struggle with so much. Oh,
0: but well, but I'll tell you what, when though, when when all is set all is, all, is, all, is, all is said and done, I want to do a pub quiz with both of you. <laughs> I tell
2: you what, it'd
0: be an absolute
1: fact. <laughs> I tell you what, they remember Benny Powell with the letters, and Ale- was it someone Campbell used to present the Wheel of Fortune? Nikki Campbell. Nicky Campbell and I don't know if that's the best choice to be honest because I think that fig knows the alphabet and by pure punishment. <laughs> what do dance, you mean you think? Well <laughs> Charles are, and he'd be able to get some va- like A-E-I-O-U the vowels he'd get some letters and he wouldn't look that bad I would like to see him on who wants to do Millionaire because Probably I think no. with three lifelines he could do brilliantly on there and get three questions up and take home three hundred pounds. <laughs> or it might be five hundred pounds at that level. Tell you so what, like I've a... watched
0: I've watched Who Wants to be a Millionaire. Do you ever get the thousand no, no, pounds? No, no, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. You like,
0: don't. No, no, but hold on, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's embarrassing though. Sometimes there's a second question, right? Which is purely based on like a British idiom. And I'm just like, if that came up, I'd be fucked. But, like, I've gotten to, like, five, ten thousand 10,000 before, but, like, it's, it's, it's some of the early, really easy ones to, you know, someone born and bred in England with English parents that would just get them, you know, easily, that I just, I've got no fucking idea on. Mm. There we are. I'm not making excuses. My job is clearly to you, been exposed. But I honestly, ask uh, Joel from Index Edge and ask Soccer Index and... Uh, but that's Kizer, a football quiz Kev. yeah but I, I was good a very good contributor
1: I, I'm not doubting you're not good at football so
0: you haven't even answered the question you haven't even told the people what I'd be best at
1: who wants to be a millionaire because <laughs> you've got three lifelines <laughs> it's the only one where you could possibly get three questions right
0: oh dear oh, right God. over to well, you done well your turn
2: uh, so question here from Fi Frodo it says mm. uh, does Jose get the boot after a big thumping by Pep this weekend if not, when no manager has lasted this long in such bad form under Daniel Levy?
0: I have been saying this for a couple of weeks now and Panda can back me up on this, that I think uh, he could get sacked this season.
1: Is he in the uh, League Cup final? Yes, he is. Now, if he wins that, I think he gets one more summer uh, to spend some money and rejig the squad. If he loses that League Cup final and this form continues to essentially slide, um, he's already started the antics, us against the world, building the siege mentality. You know, they had one player missing against Chelsea. And they were awful. You shouldn't hmm. be that inept and that conservative with just one player missing. It's almost like he enjoys it because he can retreat into his natural show and play yeah. this Us Against yeah, the yeah. World. And it's a tiring act now. And the trouble is people have seen through it so much. Uh, social like media blaming is blaming mistakes
0: as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh,
1: and then I'm Hugo Lloris, that was yeah. very, very telling when Hugo Lloris came out and um, criticised the first half tactics on Spurs TV. So mm. I think if they lose the League Cup final, Jose will be gone. But will he
0: lasts until then, it's not until May, is it? Oh, is it that late? No, yeah, they've pushed it back, haven't they? Oh
1: uh, well, I was wrong with Lampard. I think his contract's also huge. I think it would take a real slide for him to lose the job.
2: Mm. I mean, yeah. uh, Let me let me check their fixtures quickly because I, I, I don't, don't see him going anytime soon. I really, I, I just at the really top don't. Of my
0: mind—they've mm. got mm. pretty tough fixtures. So they've got they've got City, and then they've got West Ham away. And then they've got Burnley Palace, who you'd think they'd beat. And then they've got Arsenal, Southampton, Newcastle, United, Everton before the EFL final. It's not the easiest of runs mm. up until then. Like I, mm. I kind of look at that. And if I'm, you know, I might even have a look at the uh, Sky Bet markets after this.
2: If I know Daniel Levy, and I think I do, there will be <laughs> some kind of uh, contractual lever to move him on without paying him off. Based on performance at the end what of the season with, with Pochettino, though. No, that's true. That's true. But I, I can imagine that Jose's is on a massive salary, and if they fail to finish in top six, for example, top four, whatever, there may be opportunities to let him go for a, a reduced rate, and that—that's mm. what Le- Levy will be holding on for that all day long.
0: Fair, fair. Um, question here from Fi Jack. When is the next update? Fi should be prioritising to complete first. I think. All of us could probably answer that with the issuance stuff, right?
2: So, any others done well? No, not really. I mean, I just, just assumed that everything else was on the back burner for a while. I mean, you know, I mean, this is a really
0: sit- funny one here from Matt Dix where he says uh, from the Discord again, what do FI traders hate more, trading announcements or no announcements for two weeks?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think the FI community are addicted to announcements. I don't know if it's just me, but it's always holding on to the next thing, isn't it? It's always... Like, well, when are they going to say this? When are they going to say this? And if I, they, they feed that there's always a little throwaway line at the end of whatever they're saying, which says, Oh, we'll be releasing something in the next few weeks with more detail on this. And it just goes on and on and on. We've been holding on for stuff, oh, you know, since this time last year, I reckon. I agree.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's got to be issuance curve, isn't it? Ball the 20th, but liquidity, um, media monitor. There's, there's lots of bits and pieces out there, isn't there? But, think we just got to show patience i mean we said we'll assess the live of the land and expect some better prices by the summer uh we said that with lee b when he was on the show a little while ago and i still stick to that sadly
0: your turn Panda. uh
1: so this is from sporting show pony so questions for all three of you so first one is to dunwell uh dunwell how do you like your steak
2: I suspect the show pony is trying to make a hilarious play on words with my name and is expecting me to say I like it well done. <laughs>
1: uh, Panda, best royal rumble ever, and where did you buy your edge jacket? Um bought it um in Camden Town market. Uh, no labels uh, on it. So yeah, my edge jacket is uh, I wear that to be honest at least once a week walking the dog. Uh, best royal rumble. <laughs> um probably i don't know i'll go with lee's suggestion who chatted to me recently probably 95 i'll go for um and then guide he asks how great is the sleep mask
0: oh wow yeah so for the listeners who listen to mm. uh the next futures who came on the podcast probably three weeks ago now three episodes ago now maybe two mm. three episodes now he recommended and he said and i quote and we've talked about it on the fig car section before. And I've put it on the fig website, footballindexguard.com, because I thought, you know, if it's mentioned on the show, why not? Um, he said it was the best pound for pound purchase he's ever received as a as a as a present. So I was like, look, I'm gonna, gonna fork out the 10, 15 quid for this. And I tell you what, it's pretty, it's pretty weird. It's pretty interesting. Like, it's like 3D sound on your head while you sleep. Mm. Really interesting. The only thing I will say, I I personally don't like. Uh, I I move the speakers a little bit so that I don't rest my ear on them when I sleep because I sleep on the side. But uh yeah, I enjoyed a couple of podcasts with them, and I'm always like when I'm wearing them, I'm like, oh, I don't even feel sleepy. I'm not going to sleep, and then like 15 minutes later, I'm
1: gone. what do you listen to a podcast? Yeah. Huh, fair enough. Um, Okay, uh, next, oh, I'll do one more here because we've got on, and This is a special for him. This is from Index Jesus, uh, and I want to know the answer to this as well. Dear Dunwell, since he wrote out his If I Were FI CEO thread, has anything in his mind changed? What should the brohan do next? So maybe mm. for the listeners, Dunwell, two or three, what are the next steps for
2: you? So there's a couple of things which I wanted to see from mike which i still haven't seen so they remain so um probably most importantly just some sort of um contrition towards the user base uh, and we've had some of that probably it could go a bit further um, and a bit of an apology what, what for... does um
1: contrition mean i will just, just google it just, benefit. just to make sure we're all on the oh, same page
2: yeah yeah sure um so an apology uh, sorry you know just <laughs> recognize recognizing yeah. that the end of 2020 Um, was not uh, ideal and that actually people would have been quite burnt by what happened. And a lot of that was through FI's decision-making and leadership or lack of. So um, I'd still like to see a bit more of that. Um, However, I've been pretty impressed by what happened during January. So I think I came on with you, Fig, was it just after boxing day? I think it was over the Christmas break, wasn't it? Um, And You know, we set out the fact that how kind of poor things were and what kind of good leadership would look like from a new chief executive. And it's pretty fair to say over the course of a month, you know, more happened in a positive space than it happened in the previous six. Mm. Um, And I've got to kind of be complimentary towards that. That's impressive from Mike. Um, And he's grasped the nettle on some things which I wasn't sure were ever going to be grasped. So there was clearly a recognition of a problem, tick, um, and some action has been taken to try and address that problem, tick. We just need a bit more now over the next you know, two to four weeks probably, which demonstrates how all this is going to come together and and work for the product and its users. Really, I feel like I always say this every time I come on, but the next like 30 days are super critical for FI as a business. It doesn't mean that we're going to see everything fixed in the next 30 days or the market working perfectly at that time. But what happens over the next month, I think will set the foundations for where we might be in, six to 12 months' time. Very good.
0: Wow. As always, very well done.
2: Mm, mm. Uh, Your turn, Danwell. Okay, so um, FI Callum Percy, a question for both of you. Can you each pick the player you think will have the most cap app from the Euros? (sighs) Hmm.
0: Is it in terms of like the capital appreciation throughout the tournament or who will see the biggest spike.
1: I think you can take it whatever way you want.
0: I'll go Jack Grealish. Wow. Um, Percentage-wise, I think Jack Grealish.
1: I'm going to surprise listeners here, actually. Be a bit left field. I've just seen news come through on my mobile device here that a provisional transfer window of June the 9th to August the 31st has been published on FIFA's transfer matching system. So therefore, I'm going to go for Jaden Sancho. And I know that'll surprise people, but I think the transfer could occur pre-Euros. So therefore, covering the Euro, he'll get the rise. Um, right, this is a question for Chris Barker. This is for both of you. Actually, Fig, you go first on this, I'm interested in your opinion. What grade, A-star to you, would you assign Mike based on his 2021 performance only? And at what points do you become concerned if the market is still fairly illiquid? you can pick a year or month, whatever you're best at.
0: I'd probably go for like a B minus, maybe a C plus. Okay. Like okay. that kind of level. Yeah. Yep. And Bar when
1: would and you become you... concerned if the market's still looking like this?
0: I mean, if it's still like this going into the Euros, I'd be pretty concerned. Would you? Would you not? I, I don't
1: know. I'm asking you.
0: No, I've just said I would. And <laughs> okay. you said, would so, you? Yes, that's said, true. That was not.
1: a silly comment from me. But done, um, <laughs> A star to you. What, what grade are you giving Mike? I know you gave him some qualitative feedback on the last question, but you, could
2: you just give a grade? Yeah, it's a B from me. A so B, a B. Right, yeah. so,
1: and when would you become concerned then if the market is still in this state?
2: I would say if it's still like this opening weekend of the next Premier League season. That's a better answer. I'm concerned.
0: Bloody hell, they're not that far away, are they? That's, That's a much better answer. answer right. Because very <laughs> clever. No, very shrewd. Right, am <laughs> do you fig. Old Man F.I. here. Let's yep. reflect on the mighty Bucks winning the Super Bowl and Brady wow. being the GOAT. Ooh. What did you all think of the game? I also have a choice to make. I can either buy a Brady Bucks jersey with the Super yeah. Bowl patch on it or I can buy a Bucks jersey without the patch on it and, uh, and have a Wesseling and number 21 on yeah. the back as a tribute to the late Chris, Chris Wesseling mm. who sadly passed, passed away last week, which should I just like, mm. I fucking can't speak today, Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh,
2: Dermot, do you want to go first or... Uh, Yeah, so um, the Jersey answer, I think, is easy. By both. I mean, come on, like there's such a such a strong case for either. In the end, you just got to accept reality, man. Like by both. Um,
0: uh, (laughs) Accept reality, man. Come on.
2: (laughs) And in terms of the Super Bowl, look, I didn't see it live. Um, My My really little one did not have a great weekend of sleep, so I was up at 5.30 on Sunday morning um, watching the cricket, which was great, but there was no chance I was going to make it all the way through until the Super Bowl at midnight, and there's no naps in this house, I can tell you. So um, I've seen highlights. It wasn't a classic, was it, Um, in terms of the actual game or, or excitement? However, it will go down in the history books as being an incredibly... Momentous outcome, um, given well the one the one man the main man Tom Brady is an absolutely extraordinary sportsman.
1: How I know that this is an incredible achievement? I received a voice note about four weeks ago when the Bucks were going to play the Saints in New Orleans on the road, um, and the voice note said. I really fancy the Saints tonight. I think I think the Bucks are a bit of a... Uh, what was the word used? Uh, I don't know. Uh, da, 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 da. Paper Tiger? That wasn't used, but that's just a term you could link to it. And it was from the man that we're talking to, Fig Dunwell. He had written, <laughs> 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 it's true. It he true. had written off the Bucks, well and truly going into these playoffs. <laughs> and I said to him, like the sage I am, I said it's a fair point but be wary since the bye week because the the bucks this year were seven and five and then they had the bye week and they retooled the offense brady had a chance to work uh, with the guys because they had no preseason this year because of covid and etc uh, etc et first half of the season their wide receivers mike evans chris godwin were injured so he hadn't really had an opportunity to work with them the bye week was crucial a week off get with the players work with them properly and then they never lost after the bye week So it's a tale of two halves this season, but at 43, to leave a program in New England after 20 years, land in Tampa Bay, the losingest NFL franchise ever, not only take them to Super Bowl, but win it, beating three Hall of Famers on the road, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It's an achievement that I have never seen, and I I struggle to put it into words. It is the greatest sporting achievement uh, of my lifetime. I mean, most quarterbacks, for those out there that don't watch NFL, uh, wrapped up by 36-37 You look back to Joe Montana I know it was a different age But uh, Dan Marino um, John Elway was a touch older But he had a running game I, I just think it's incredible wasn't a great one-off game But um, yeah w- What an achievement and This was my first
0: to, ever Super Bowl man And you've you've it was got to get the really journey. boring It was really boring I
1: have Yeah to say, everyone, everyone kept expecting the Chiefs Because the Chiefs have been trailing all year They've been a lazy good team So they're the defending champions And people just assumed they'd switch it on When they needed to but they never really could in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So, yeah, good question.
0: Uh, I've got another quick one here. Uh, Tom on. G from the Discord. Uh, Champions League starts next week. What about a quick-fire round for who qualifies from each tie? So should I okay. hit you guys with it? Yep. Leipzig versus Liverpool.
1: Gone done well. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool. Ah. Uh... God, that's close. That's close with the injuries and the way Liverpool are playing. Liverpool just because of experience.
0: Really? It's come it's in five days, man. That's
1: fucking crazy. Yeah, that's come quick, isn't it? That's is
0: come <laughs> so quick. Uh, Barcelona PSG. That's the mouth-watering one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, PSG. <laughs> news on that. Neymar's out for four weeks. So he'll be wow. Neymar. Is he actually? Yes. Yeah. Wow, okay. Injured last night in the, uh, in the French Cup. And although initial reports were quite promising, it looks like he's now out for a month. Wow. So Neymar won't be playing. I don't think Barca are great, but I do think that'll be the difference. Yeah, I think uh, so. I'll think shade Barca. I think
0: Barca just about as well then. Yeah, Barca, Barca for me. Severe against Dortmund.
1: I have to favour Sevilla here, and one of my favourite players, the centre back. I've just forgotten his name. Jules Kinde, okay. yes. Who go- I said to wonderful. Forget the. I said to Headhunter, you vouched for me here Fig, weeks ago. Liverpool should get him. And yeah. uh, Headhunter said, "I've been tracking says, him for a while. Great player. Yeah, not before, not before me." And, and Headhunter said, "He's too small." Oh, I mean, I, I question Monster this I, in the air, monster. Oh, he's absolutely outstanding. Yeah. He's so I'll go lead. for Sevilla.
2: dummer I'm going to take Dortmund because I think they're going to raise their game um, despite the obvious sort of deficiencies in form. Um, one thing we've not mentioned, though, I don't want to cut this mid-flow, but um, a number of these games aren't being played in their rightful locations. No, so some that's of the ties so weird, isn't big, it? And that probably does need factoring in uh, on the sports book at some point. But and anyway, I'll go with Dortmund.
0: goal rule with is staying, isn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah, very I'm actually going to go for
0: Dortmund as well with that one.
2: Hmm.
0: Juve-Porto. I think a pretty easy one, isn't
1: it? Yeah, Juve. Although there will be, there could be an odd upset, but we'll go Juve, go with the chalk. Atletico,
0: Madrid, Chelsea. Atletico. Oh, I fancy Atletico as well. Done well. Yeah, Atletico for me. Uh, Lazio, Bayern. See me there. Bayern. Yeah, that's an easy one. Oh, this is an interesting one. Atalanta, Real Madrid. Oh.
1: I, I just put a bit to experience and yeah. know how and yeah. over just shade with Madrid. I've seen quite
0: a few funny tweets when <laughs> when uh, when Real Madrid went crashing out of the was it the the Copa del Rey to like a mm. was it I don't know what division side it was but I saw loads of tweets which was like oh well we're definitely winning the Champions League now aren't we because <laughs> like every time they've won it under Zidane it's come from like just not very good football and like Yeah, they're a, not won
2: the league, have they?
0: But yeah, they dwindle through and like suddenly it's like the semis mm. and the finals mm. and they win it. So I, I fancy Madrid as well.
2: I'll go with Real Madrid for the same reason, Speak. Um however, I would not be surprised if Atalanta were to win one of the ties. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were to score at least a goal in both legs. Mm.
0: I yeah, yeah. Uh, City Gladbach I'm
1: going good. for City to win the Champions League this year I think finally Pep has got the right defensive structure in place and he's ready to go so for, I'm going to go oh, for a quadruple as well uh, no they've been knocked out by United in the League Cup I thought oh yeah sorry my god for some
0: reason I thought they were playing on Spurs. for a treble yeah. on for a treble the real the real cups the real treble with the Carabao yeah. Carabao for Cup. some yeah. reason I just had it in my head that they're playing City in the League Cup final mm, no. Weird. Um right your turn
1: uh okay uh one really probably people were desperate to know this and I should have done this first to so Donwell plays first how confident are you that FI can cover dividends with commissions going forward? please explain your reasons and this is from alan Cooper
2: um I'm not i I just I don't think that the business model in its current form allows them to cover their liabilities on commissions alone certainly not with trading numbers at their current rate um but even with that even in a really kind of active market um, and even if we were sort of say if we were sat here now saying oh it's flying and there's loads of active users and it's really liquid i still don't think it does I, the football index business model has always been predicated on the revenue of share minting being a part of it and maybe with time with international expansions and any other kind of big strategic objectives being pulled off then yeah That would be, I think, in everyone's interests, not least FI, is to get to a point where commissions cover their liabilities. At that point, they've got a very, very sustainable, long-term, profitable business. Um, But right now, I just don't see that.
1: Mm.
2: Concerning.
0: I, I don't think it's concerning.
2: I don't, I don't, sorry, it wasn't meant perjuratively. I didn't, I generally didn't oh, mean it to be I thought be you like, were just saying, right, wrap up now, withdraw. No, 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 <laughs> not at all, not at all. I think it's, it's legitimate for them to um, treat minting as revenue for their business. And I, I don't have a problem. I have no issue with that at all no. um, because that just makes them a, a layer of a bet and that's okay. Um, it's just a different business model to a pure exchange mm. model where you treat commissions as your main income stream, which is yeah. possibly a number of years away.
1: Yeah, and the other thing I'd say to Alan is you have to remember how many bad bets were taken. You know, uh, a great friend of a... who I won't name necessarily was... well, I don't even want to name the football. Oh, I will. Pereco and Cruz were trading at £4 or £3.50 at some stage. Aubameyang, £2.80, I think. You know, these players probably won't return those dividends, um, including you know, commission to recycle over their careers. So, if I have banked an incredible, incredible amount through speculative gambling... And as a bookmaker, that puts them in a very healthy position. So, although I don't think the core business is profitable day to day today, as we speak, um, I have no concerns around the the
2: ongoing operations um, for the foreseeable future because of that. That's my logic there. Mm. And this is why I've really come round on the because uh, you all know that I was a little bit concerned initially around the changes to the share issuance and yeah, the yeah. ability to mint under under peak price. And actually, I have really kind of softened to that because if I have a decent team working inside the organization which can assess the long term ability of footballers and value those um, bets accordingly you know that is their core business right um, if they can do that then they should back themselves to be minting shares at prices they think will cover all future dividend liabilities so it makes the business more sustainable in a way which put pitches you know user versus them in the way that any traditional bookmaker would be so you know that's um that's some hope for the future i think
0: i think a wise man on this podcast said that something along the lines of i i wouldn't be surprised if in the future football index under a order book model start minting under all-time high but they need a team of traders internally
1: who said that me you- <laughs> you said if they start doing that, they're going under. <laughs> That'd be suicide. I've, and I've literally Bruno got it. Finangio I've said it. Example. I've, I've said if it. What happened if he stayed in Lisbon? I can't believe how you flip reverse. What are you talking about? Like the blazing squad. I you were the
0: one. Something. You were the one who said it would cripple them if they. I said it's no, a Very dangerous. I've game. never mentioned Bruno I mentioned it on the podcast uh Ages ago, right? Not even oh. ages ago. Maybe during the summer. Listeners said, "I don't in an in an order book system. I think it could be profitable and make sense." And listeners can back me up if you if you know that I've said this before. DM me because I need to stick it to this guy. You
1: <laughs> have no clue. Said, I have. I said as soon I
0: will as they go do and that, find, I do find my football index. No, I said I will go and find the audio snippet and give it to you. Right? That's okay. I am. I said it
1: right okay we both said it's feasible but it requires a hell of a lot of skill oh absolutely because he, why would you I ever remember that discussion we've had
0: if you ever mint sancho now at like seven quid and he goes on to win three quid in media and then has another 10 10 years at least
1: yeah, but what, and we used the mess example like a dangerous game. you might be thinking oh he's ending his career in three years he's stuck at Barca we've modelled all of his PB we know how that journey's going to end let's just mint loads and loads at £7, £7, £7 and absolutely fill our coffers all of a sudden linked to City 2 to £3 media per year plus the PB you've sold a £7 bet and you're paying out £14 on it bankruptcy goodbye I mean that is the risk isn't it that's why you do need a not necessarily
0: system. because like you'd need to hope that the, the revenue is covered to pay those dividends by other bad bets, let's say.
1: Yeah, and also, when I say that in my head, I know that if he goes to City, all of a sudden, probably Gabriel Jesus, Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. they are worth Phil best. Foden. They make Absolutely. money on those players. So yeah. that's the beauty of this. I think people that scaremonger tend to look at players in isolation and go, yeah. that, that, how damaging is that player? But you forget all the failures in football and the tactical changes, which yeah. is what we always say. I mean, so, Od- 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 was, was, going,
0: Od- Od- was trading at £2.66 or whatever. Yeah. O-
1: o- a year ago. A year a year ago. ago. Uh, only A year ago. Only a year ago, Odin one pound sixty-six, and he ended up returning about 24p. Yeah. And, he's and now he's down to... Price he's wherever playing now. playing in Saudi, isn't he? And may yeah. never return. Mandzukic yeah. was 56p. In well, he's actually come back to a major league, but he was playing in Qatar, I think, with Xavi. So yeah. you do forget the number of bad bets behind the scenes and under the table. That we, you know, we don't get a big picture here of their anyway, finances. Anyway, I, I want,
0: I want, I want that audio Stephanie. I'm going to go find it. Yeah, um,
1: please
0: do. Go on your turn.
1: Uh, Sam Richards here for Dunwell. A lot asking for liquidity. Do you think new existing users will trade, deposit, or spend balances? And market makers can come on board under current market conditions. And if not, what would you change? So literally, are our liquid our market makers coming down well? And if they're not, how are we going to get them?
2: Chicken and egg, isn't it? So it's almost like the subtext to that question is Does the market need to be more liquid before we attract market makers to a point where they feel they can confidently operate? And the other side of that equation is Well, we haven't got any liquidity and therefore we need market makers. So it's um, it's really, really challenging. I, instinctively, I still think. We will get to a point where we have market makers and external liquidity providers. And from there, that inorganic liquidity from external suppliers will generate significant additional organic liquidity from traders and and users of the platform. We've just got to get there. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I think um, I, 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 I feel... If, you, if I was to put some percentages on it, I feel 70 30, we will get there in 2021. Very exciting. Figure mm. anything to add?
0: <sighs> yeah, I think market makers back end of 2021, maybe.
2: Wow.
1: Okay. And is Germany happening, both of you? Quick yes or no in the next 18 months?
2: No. Uh, maybe. I. I think it's <laughs> yes rare. or no, uh, maybe. I, that's I mean that's asking. just
1: typical of the man himself at times.
2: I think it's the wrong question. I think it's the wrong question, Panda. So I think um, the first question is: Is Germany possible or not? Um, and I think it is. Well, anything's possible. I mean, that's not the question. Well, not necessarily. In the in the what well, of... Nike say that it is the the statutory framework is the question, isn't it? So, like, does German betting law like support having? A pooled football index product, um, and no one seems to quite know the answer to that. I think it is possible, from my understanding, but I don't know about timescales. Uh, I've got nothing to judge that on. It could, if they, if they did it next week, I'd be surprised. But I'd like, okay, fine. If it took another yeah. like eighteen months, that's also plausible
1: as well. This is a point that I spoke to Dunwell about in the in the uh, behind the scenes. The FCA license was a piece of throwaway text that seemed to cause some problems in the community because people are like, "Why are you doing that? Am I profits going to be taxed?" Do we think the FCA license is a tool linked to circumnavigating the Gambling Act of twenty twenty one? Perhaps and German expansion.
0: Perhaps um, hmm. we shall see. I'm not a regulatory expert, so I don't no. really. Okay. No, I
1: just much. was curious. Is there no? Okay. Uh, Thirty seconds to defend these points, even if you don't agree. Oh, well, is it my question? Well, yeah. No, go on though. So right, okay. So I'm going to give one to each of you, and you've seem to you have to defend them. Um, So can you defend this Dunwell without interruption? Messi is nothing without Xavi and Iniesta.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, football's a team sport, and no team is carried purely by an individual. You can be the greatest player of all time playing in the worst Sunday League team. And that Sunday league team is still going to get beat. Um, so I think we all know how good Messi is. We all know how brilliant he is. We all would regard him possibly as the greatest of all time. But without the supporting <laughs> cast around him, he's not going to be the best team ever.
1: Very good. Very good, actually. And that was an 8 out of 10 performance. Fig, Pepsi made better football adverts than Nike. Off you go.
0: Ah... Uh... <laughs> Okay, I've got the harder end of the stick, don't I? <laughs> Fuck me! Well, what I will say is that Pepsi's legacy kind of lies with international tournaments. So for me as a child growing up, you know, uh, mm. what I remember is those beach <laughs> adverts with <laughs> the likes of Lampard and Drogba on the beach before the South Af- uh, South Africa World Cup. And I just think that will stick in the mind of the youth of, yeah. the, of the year for so long. And that's not why bad. they made better ones. Yeah, because they... Bad. Re- they engage with the emotion of youth rather than the uh okay. the, the kind of novel story arcs that that night go for I'm
1: only gonna do 20 seconds because we're running short on time but I've got one here half and half scarves are not acceptable even in big games um I just don't think they are really. Unless you're in an international <laughs> country, half and half scarves are okay because you go in there and you don't understand the sport. But if you understand the sport, it's always good to to root on a team and have like a pantomime villain. That's why pantomimes have villains in because you can boo them and hiss at them. So I don't think it's acceptable to have half and half scarves.
0: You've got the easiest one by a mile. That man. was, just yeah.
1: Uh, go on, Fig. F.I. Charlie. How are we doing for time, everyone?
0: I am I can stay as long as we want. Probably can do eight minutes, ten minutes.
2: Dumbass? I can do I can do ten minutes
0: bloody hell FI Charlie actually I've got a call at 5.30 Um, I keep reading I'm not engaged with a product on the timeline we were essentially back to where we were two years ago on FI only performance buzz and media buzz to play for and no in play dividends people were massively engaged back then do people confuse product engagement with enjoying price rises and he said really looking forward to this one by the way can you make sure it's longer than an hour and tell Panda to walk the dog or wash his hair beforehand so it isn't cut (laughs) short as usual (laughs) very good what's the question (laughs) are people confusing product engagement with enjoying price rises
1: um uh, i think that there is a bit of a a spoil free money handout element in the community but at the same time we've had the rug pulled from underneath us um I think people are happy to accept losing money when they understand the, the, um, the terms and conditions, dare I say, and the game rules, and you win or lose money based on your own footballing knowledge. But there seems no rhyme or reason as to why players fall or rise. And I think that's quite hard to swallow and hard to be really engaged in a product and to put loads of research in and study form when a couple of guys can list 300 of, of shares for the fun of it and they can create a price crash. But that's an illiquid market for you isn't it so i don't really blame people for being
2: disengaged Mm. i completely agree with that i think um i think people are happiest when they're making money let's accept that um but um i think people are most engaged when they understand what's going on and um can therefore speculate on that exactly how panda says if i think the most engaging day I've had on Football Index in the last like, month or so was the day that Chelsea changed managers because I saw players in the market, their prices moving to reflect that piece of news in the real world. and I thought, this is exactly how it should be. Uh, unfortunately, that day is an anomaly at the moment.
1: Mm. Yep. Um, Tony Graham here to both of you. I'd like to know the answer to this for my own benefit. Um, how often should you wash jeans and how should you wash them?
0: Never, pretty much.
1: Never wash jeans.
0: Like once every three, four months, maybe. Okay, and how do you wash them? Just fucking stick them in the stick them in the washing machine. At yeah, low no. temperature.
1: No, inside out is your first point you're missing. But I won't give you any more clues. Dunwell. well. Um, how often do you wash jeans, and how do you
2: wash them? I wear chinos. I never wear jeans. I do you know? Yeah, I never wear chinos. So um, you yeah, don't own a it, pair of jeans. No. No, I haven't, haven't, haven't owned jeans for about a decade or so. Is that because <laughs> and, and, and is that because they're too tight or you don't? Wow, to, are you allergic that is, that to is denim?
0: Is quite a slight, no, isn't I, it? I, I, <laughs> a shot at the waist.
2: <laughs> uh, I um, I, <laughs> I, I like to. I like to look a just that a little bit smarter yes. than even a casual occasion would normally warrant. Jeans are so it's funny. I always pictured you in, you know, pale blue
1: Lee Coopers and, um, <laughs> and sort of a pair of cowboy boots and sort of strolling around town at weekends and looking quite laid back. <laughs> but obviously, I've got the wrong man. That's very bizarre. Um, okay. Inside out, the answer on a cool temperature. Um, be careful about tumble cool right. because I tumble drive mine recently. I'm not sure my, I don't know. My missus says I put on weight, so I have to <laughs> use an elastic band to tie through the. Uh, the, the, the buttonhole and loop back around and over the button it's the only way to keep I can button. actually
0: do the button. very out. smart very that smart really really resourceful to be 30 <laughs>
1: yeah it is yeah that's
0: a good tip <laughs> I've got I've got a, <laughs> I don't one of my housemates was doing that with a shoelace for a while I was like, what, an your, elastic band where's your belt it's like I, just, I don't know it's a shoelace <laughs> um, <laughs> rammed quick fire round here go on Declan Rice overrated yes or no
2: no, uh, overrated. No,
0: no top player. Uh,
2: no, I don't. I don't think he's rated highly. That, no. hmm.
0: Who reaches uh, the highest all-time high on FI back in the day? Lampard or Gerrard?
2: Gerrard. Gerrard, so cool. Liverpool factor.
1: I
0: think Lampard for
1: me. I Lampard think he scored more goals. You know, didn't he? So he probably yeah, could have won more PB.
0: That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he would have gone like on a on a like. And
1: they won more league titles.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was oh, part that's of the... a close one. It's a
1: good question, that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who would have had the best career, if not for injury issues? Abu Dhabi, Jack Wilshere, spelled incorrectly, I believe, or Ledley King?
1: Oh, that's a really easy answer for me, and it's Ledley King. Ledley King, for me, and my money, is probably one of the greatest centre-halves I've actually seen. He was a Rolls-Royce of a player, and Fantastic. he had it all. And if he stayed fully fit, there's, like, the sky was the limit for him. I mean, he played on half
2: a knee. Yeah. And still was exempt he,
0: he would just him train, him, yeah. it, so, for
2: me, Ledley King. So I agree with the answer, but can I make an honourable mention for Abu Dhabi? Oh, and, uh, only, this, only this morning, I was talking to a, an Arsenal supporting friend of mine about Abu Dhabi, remarkably, and we were, we were reminiscing about a game we were both at, Arsenal against Derby. Uh, oh. I think it was sort of maybe 2005, maybe? Yeah, 2000, yeah. I like, sort of time, 2006. And um, he just scored this absolutely incredible goal, from about 35 yards into the top corner. He was When he was fit, he was an incredible player to watch. And, um, it really, such a waste of potential.
0: And the thing about Diaby and King especially, I think, was they would come back from like long, long injuries, or yeah, like maybe yeah. six weeks out with they haven't trained or whatever. And I just remember Diaby, I think at Anfield away, when Arsenal won either 2-0 or 3-1 when Podolski and Cazorla scored. But, he was just out of this world. Do you know when a player plays and they're just so much better than everyone else? That was him that day. And like, I just can't help but think how... I, I think it would have been Diaby. Honestly, like if... I think the ceiling of all those players, Diaby was the highest. Um, and I think if he'd had a, a, a long career, it would have been an amazing one. But what can you do? Say Levine. Uh, better long-term hold,
1: Kulisevski or Adil Ashish? Um... For me, I'm a massive, massive fan of uh, Kulusevsky.
2: Thomas? So Kulu's already at a top club, uh, which gives him all the opportunities there are going. So right now, I guess you'd have to say him. But if you look at Oshishi's numbers, his key pass numbers are absolutely incredible, playing in a really average San Etienne side. So if his next move is to a good um, tea, a good European team where he's got opportunities to get more assists and uh, more kind of critical passes I think he could run Cooley very close I think it's Kulusevsky but agree
0: uh, Milk in tea do you put it in first or last
1: Um, I got a battery thing there Uh, do I put it in last or first of course you put it in last come on yeah if you're being really speedy though you can put it in first does it make a difference
2: I don't think so but I don't know
1: does it I make a difference
2: tea, done well? I think tea tastes better when the milk's put in last, but because I'm a fundamentally, not lazy, but I'm always in a rush doing multiple things at once, I put the milk in first too often. No way. Yeah, I do, mm. I do, I do, I, do I do. And
1: let's leave this, I think. Hold on,
2: because to... I've got on, Ram's go on, career go on, conundrum on, as well. Go on, right, off we
1: go.
0: Okay, so River Plate, Parma, Lazio, Inter Milan, Chelsea, AC Milan on loan, Inter Milan. I know, it, I know it already. I know it already as well. Do you know it Milan, Ganoa, Palmer and then retired in 2012? Pressure's on Dunwell. No, I don't, I don't know. You, you don't, don't know it? <gasps> oh, this is God. the easiest Rams career career Martin. can I be
2: really honest? I was just thinking about making a cup of tea, and, wow. um, oh, it I, I was I only out of Go on, give him the first, yes. like, right, yeah, on, first, the first like, few clubs again. River Plate,
0: Parma, Lazio, Inter Milan, Chelsea, AC Milan on loan, Inter Milan on loan, uh, Genoa, Palmer retired in 2012.
2: Is it Hernan Crespo?
0: Yes. Yes. Congratulations. We win. It's bloody sharp, this Dunwell. As soon I'm as it goes, Parma, Lazio, Milan, Chelsea, it's just it's just yeah. too easy. Parma had a
1: very exciting team back in the day. Did wonderful. Yeah, Buffon, Lillian, yeah. Turam. Um, and a nice team as well. But
0: anyway. We've uh, got so many questions. I'm on, sorry,
1: but I'll, I'll come back and maybe do some tomorrow, but I'm Dunwell, we've already done so much <laughs> of this time. FPL auditors, <laughs> how my Nespresso pod rankings coming along? Um, I can tell you they're brilliant. I've got the Virtuo machine. I think it's the Nespresso Virtuo Plus. So it's a step up from the one that you've got all Um And <laughs> I'm enjoying at the moment Mexico. <laughs> <which> <laughs> I'm enjoying at the moment Mexico, which is the lime green colour, and Costa Rica, which is a Vertado, a little bit shorter of a coffee, oh. uh, but lovely taste. So I'm enjoying those pods. Um, I've got the, all the all the business downstairs. I used to use his one, but it wasn't making big enough coffees. So, anyway, there we go, I'm afraid.
0: All right. Uh, Dunwell, where can people find out more about you, man? Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, it's been a pleasure, as always. Uh, so, I'm on Twitter at FI Dunwell. I'm on the Fig Discord at FI Dunwell. And I'm also on the Index Game Slack at STB Dunwell.
1: Brilliant. Panda? Uh, at Sporting underscore Panda. And um, yeah um stay safe everybody and we'll talk next week
0: thank you very much everyone have a great day appreciate all the listener questions we had so many today that we only got through a few unfortunately panda is of course responsible for that as usual we'll have more vidcast extra for you next week